Have you noticed lately that a lot of times when you ask someone how they're doing, they say, fine, just really busy. And then they list off all of the different things and activities that they have going on, and their life just seems to be packed with things that they're doing. Do you find yourself answering that question the same way? I've talked with a bunch of people who've recently retired, and they said, I was less busy when I was working. (laughs) Why is crazy busy suddenly the new normal? Rob Bell has a a new podcast, and uh, on the first episode of that, he was talking about uh, a time when he was at a, a fundraiser dinner that a friend had invited him to. He'd, the, the friend had bought a whole table at this fundraising dinner for this particular charity. And so Rob and his wife got you know, a babysitter for their kids and took time out of their day to go and, and, and be there for this fundraising dinner to support his friend, whom he loves. Uh, but, the, you know, and, and you know, of course, there was a speaker, and they're sitting there eating their... You know, a rubber chicken kind of dinner <laughs> that they always have. And Rob just started thinking, why are we here? <laughs> I mean, yes, I love my friend, and lo- yes, this is a very worthy cause and, and so forth, but it's not something that really is our deal. It, it's, you know, if, if we were rating, you know, what we found most important to us and what we were pouring our energies into, this would maybe, instead of being an eight or a nine, this would be like a three. Why are we even here? He said that, you know, the, the charity, that charity is a good thing. It does all sorts of good work, but it's not the best for us as a family. So often the good is the enemy of the best in our lives. You simply can't care about every charity and every event and everything that comes at you. You have to pick and choose. You need to learn how to say no. But Rob points out that you really have to say yes before you can say no. You have to say yes to the few things that need to be the most important in your life. Because, to be honest, none of us can do more than a few things really well. And it's far better to go to one event and be fully present and engaged in what's going on than it is to attend attend ten things and be not really there. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, that, uh, you know, you're at all these different things and you're sitting there on your cell phone or you're thinking about a presentation you need to make or that, you know, your mind is, it's way better to be focused on the one thing that's right in front of you, the thing that's most important. You have to figure out what few things are you really going to give yourself to What need to be your top priorities for your most precious resource? Your time. And then, once you've said yes to those few things, then you can use that as a filter 
for all of the other stuff that comes at you throughout the day. Too often we fill our lives with activities that are good rather than the best, and we end up being distracted and ineffective. We get so busy from running from one thing to another that we neglect what we're designed to do. What is God calling you to do right now? What's your current vocation? The word vocation it doesn't just mean what, you, what is your job, where do you work. The, the word vocation actually comes from the Latin voce, which is where we get voice or vocal cords. So a vocation is something that you are called to do, that you are something that you are meant to do. The question is, what has God designed and called you to do at this moment in your life? Because there are different seasons in your life. You know, there's the time of being a student. There's the time of being a, a husband or a wife. There's the time of being a parent. There's the time of being a grandparent. There's a time of being you know, actively, you know, working at a job. There's a time of raising family. There, all these different things, there's different seasons in your life. And you need to respect that. That sometimes there needs to be a time of ending and a time of new beginnings. Frederick Buechner said that the kind of work that God usually calls you to is the kind of work, A, that you most need to do, and B, that the world most needs to have done. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Your calling is where your greatest source of joy connects with the, meet, with the needs of the world. Now, Jonah had a very specific calling. He was God's messenger, a prophet. He spoke God's word to his people. But then he got that assignment that he did not want. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim my message to them. He didn't want to go to this capital of their enemies. He tried to run to the other end of the earth. But God found him, sent a great big storm and a great big fish to put him back on the right path. God calls each one of us to our own Nineveh. Whether it's a city far away or the people next door. When I was going through a call process before coming here, we actually had been interviewing at different churches for a, a, few, a few years wondering where God was going to take us. You know, at first we said, well, we'd really like to stay in you know, northern lower Michigan. <laughs> and then there was just nothing available. And so, well, maybe we should just be open to going anywhere in Michigan. Anywhere in Michigan. And there were still just doors closing, closing, closing. Maybe we need to open ourselves up to you know, looking at Ohio and Illinois and you know, some surrounding states. Still nothing. And then all of a sudden, God opened up something in Story City, Iowa. <laughs> uh, Sarah had never lived outside of Michigan. 
the only experience of Iowa that she had had was a long car trip with my parents <laughs> when we went to visit relatives in Iowa. Uh, before we were even married, I don't recommend that for any premarital couples. <laughs> and at the end of our interview here, the congregation had just rolled out the red carpet for us and we were getting a sense of yeah, this is where we're called to be. And she turned to me and said, we're moving to Iowa, aren't we? (laughs) Yep, (laughs) it looks that way. Where does God want you to go? What does God want you to do or say in this season of your life? Hopefully you won't have to get swallowed by a great fish for God to get your attention. Jonah reluctantly went to Nineveh, proclaimed the message, and the people believed him. And they all turned back to God. He was the most successful prophet in the entire Old Testament. And yet, he was angry about it. (laughs) He said, God, I knew you were loving and merciful, and that's why I didn't want to come here in the first place. He thought that God's forgiveness made him look like a fool. You know, he he got so upset that he wanted to die, went out and sulked. And yet, God still had a lesson for him, made that plant grow up over him and then wither away to point out what's really important here, Jonah. Shouldn't I be concerned? Shouldn't you? Be concerned about that great city and all those people and all those animals? (laughs) God wants us to love even our enemies. That's probably the most difficult command that Jesus gave. Love your enemies and pray for them. God doesn't want us to ignore people or avoid them. He calls us to warn people when we see them going down the wrong path, a road that leads to destruction. Whether it's a damaging habit, a toxic relationship, an unhealthy way of dealing with stress, God wants us to help free people from what is hurting them. But a lot of times we're like Jonah. We want to see people get what's coming to them. Or we think it wouldn't be nice to say anything, so we just try to ignore it, hoping that it will just all go away. But God calls us to risk being laughed at or scorned. Sometimes a line has to be drawn. A word has to be spoken. We can't just sweep things under the rug anymore. We can't let our Iowa nice be an excuse to look the other way. We need to have the courage to stand up and lovingly confront that other person. Sometimes we need to hear a hard word of tough love ourselves. So often we put ourselves on a pedestal and think that we're better than all the other people around us. But really, we need to be confronted. Before we try and take a speck out of somebody else's eye, we need to take the log out of our own, Jesus says. At the bottom of our hearts, we all tend to turn away from God. 
we are just as worthy of destruction as the people of Nineveh. They worshipped other gods. They followed their lusts and desires. They didn't care what happened to other people. In today's global connected economy, we do the same thing. We chase after the latest gadget or new clothes manufactured by poorly paid people on the other side of the planet in unregulated factories that spew smog and pour pollutants into the rivers. We run after wealth and possessions and respect and attention and all those other good things, not realizing that we're running down the path to destruction. We cannot save ourselves from the end that awaits us. Only God can save. Only God can forgive. Only God can give grace and a new beginning. God broke through to the people of Nineveh. The prophet's cry of warning woke them up. They came to their senses and repented. In the same way, God pursues you. Like everyone else on the planet, you need Jesus. Repent. Turn back to God and believe in the good news, Jesus proclaimed. Don't set your heart on all the little things, all the good things that get in the way of what is best. God's kingdom is here at the door. His gracious and loving reign is breaking into our world. He is making all things new. So come and follow our Lord. Don't sit and sulk or get swallowed by a great big fish. Instead, follow Jesus one step at a time and fish for people. Let them know the good news. Show them tough love. God can turn their lives right side up and He'll do the same for you. May God give you courage to find your calling where your greatest joy and meets the needs of the world. Only God knows where He'll take you and what He'll call you to do and say. But follow our Lord one step at a time and you'll have the ride of your life. Just ask Jonah. Amen.